If you love to travel, you love cool experiences, you are going to love Viator. Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace. And for me, Sun Valley skiing is huge on my bucket list. So I just opened the Viator app, searched Sun Valley, and boom! Custom ski and boot fittings and tickets delivered right to our condo. Pretty unbelievable. Just download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh my! Welcome to the Holiday Show, where we discuss movies based around holidays. Today, we are discussing the Warner Bros. film, Corpse Bride, from 2005. And joining us today, we have Shannon. Welcome. Yay, Shannon. (laughs) She's back. She's back. For sure. And the best. We love Shannon. I love Shannon. Always have. I hardly know Shannon, so sorry. That's okay. I love okay, you she's calling. my shenanigan. <laughs> Have you missed me calling you that? Yes. Because <laughs> I always did. Oh my gosh. Oh, interesting. Interesting? So, uh, right before we started recording, uh, I had been looking at the movie poster for the movie and. The tagline for it said, there's been a grave misunderstanding, and I just think that's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very clever play on Um, words. I love that. It is. It is. But I also just saw that apparently this movie was nominated for the 78th Academy Awards for Best Animated Feature, but it lost... It lost to Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit, which I have also <laughs> seen. And it's another, like, stop motion. Yep. Yeah, that's like claymation, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was funny. I don't know. Wallace and Gromit, it's like a weird, weird thing. But, yeah. I mean, I don't Wallace know if I Wallace and Gromit have not, like, stuck thing. with me into my adulthood. Like, I like them as no, a kid. Same. Never, yeah, I've not same. watched them in like 20 years, probably. Same, <laughs> I only have same. because my brother kept making us watch them. <laughs> <laughs> of my course, oldest brother, my oldest brother, not my oh, <laughs> so yeah, Kevin, fun stuff. Uh, but anyway, um, I can go ahead and read the plot and then we can discuss. Okie dokie. Okay. <laughs> this one's going to be a, like a longer plot, it looks like, than the other one. But we'll see. You have to send me the then, link so I can follow along. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> God, I'm so 
I'm sorry. I'm really bad at listening to many words. Understood. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, you're good. (laughs) In an unnamed Victorian town, Victor Van Dort, the son of Nouveau Riche fish merchants and Victoria Everglot, the abused and unloved daughter of impoverished aristocrats, prepare for their arranged marriage, which will simultaneously raise the social class of Victor's parents and restore the wealth of Victoria's family. Although they fall in love instantly, the nervous Victor ruins their wedding rehearsal by forgetting his vows and accidentally setting Lady Everglot's dress on fire. Fleeing to a nearby forest, he practices his vows with a tree and places his wedding ring on an upturned root. However, the root is revealed to be the finger of a dead woman named Emily, who rises from the grave claiming that she is now Victor's wife and spirits him away to the land of the dead. During his time with her, Victor learns that Emily was murdered years ago on the night of her elopement by an unnamed perpetrator, and he stole the family jewels and bag of gold she had brought. Emily reunites Victor with his long-dead dog, Scraps, and they bond. Desperate to return to Victoria, Victor tricks Emily into returning them to the land of the living by claiming he wants her to meet his parents. Emily brings Victor to see Elder Gutnicht, the kindly ruler of the underworld, who grants them temporary passage. Victor, feeling guilty for tricking Emily, asks the bride to wait in the forest. He successfully reunites with Victoria and confesses his wish to marry her as soon as possible. Before the pair can share a kiss, Emily discovers them and, feeling betrayed and hurt, drags Victor back to the land of the dead. Victoria quickly tries to tell her parents of Victor's situation, but neither believe her and assume she has, he has left her. Against her will, Victoria, Victoria's parents decide to marry her to a presumed wealthy visitor named Lord Bar- Barkus Bittern who appeared at the wedding rehearsal and ex- explained to them that tragedy could have taken his original bride away from him. After reconciling with Emily, Victor learns of Victoria's impending marriage to Barkus from his family's newly deceased coachman. Upset over this news, Victor decides to marry Emily, learning that this will require him to repeat his wedding vows in the land of the living and drink a deadly poison in order to join her in death. The dead swiftly prepare for the ceremony and head upstairs, where the town erupts into a temporary panic upon their arrival until the townspeople recognizes their departed loved ones and joyously reunite. The chaos causes a panicked and jealous Barkus to expose his own poor financial standing and his intentions to marry Victoria only for her supposed wealth, leading her to reject him. Victoria follows everyone to Victor and Emily's wedding as Victor completes his vows and prepares to drink the poison, only for Emily to stop him when she realizes she is denying Victoria her chance to live happily with him. Just as Emily reunites Victor and Victoria, Barkus arrives to kidnap Victoria. Emily recognizes him as her previous fiancé and reveals he was also her murderer. Victor duels with Barkus to protect Victoria, and Emily intervenes to save Victor's life. Barkus mockingly toasts Emily for dying unwed and unwittingly drinks the poison that Victor nearly took, causing him to die and allowing the dead who cannot interfere in the affairs of the living, to take retribution against him for his crimes. Emily, now freed from her torment, frees Victor of his vow to marry her and returns his ring, allowing him to marry Victoria, to whom she throws her wedding bouquet. As she steps into the moonlight, she fades away into hundreds of butterflies and flies into the sky, finding peace as Victor and Victoria watch and embrace. The end. Um... (laughs) Let me just say, I loved this movie, 100%, and I am upset that I was not allowed to watch this, because this came out in 2005, okay? 
Um, its first release was on my birthday. Okay, at that film festival, that's my birthday. <laughs> um, so, even more reason for me to be upset. But Johnny Depp is my favorite actor, like of all time. He is my favorite. <laughs> and then there's Helena Bonham Carter, and she's also my favorite. And so I'm mm-hmm. really, really like, just I got some anger. because i was told i could not watch this (laughs) and that's not okay (laughs) because these are my favorite people and this is like it's such a good story and it came out on my birthday (laughs) like come on (laughs) but anyway that that's my my beef my beef with this with with my mom about this movie because that's not cool um but i I don't know. I really liked how um, how colorful the land of the dead was compared to the land of the living. Yeah, I did like that. Uh, if we're just gonna like go right into it, I really liked that. It seemed like when you die, you you have more fun because there's less that you really have to like worry about. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like I feel like what they were trying to show is like when when you die, like you don't have to like be all worried about money and like status and stuff because now everyone's the same and you're all dead and you can just party it up with everyone yeah like they're uh (laughs) the family's like driver dies Mm -hmm. and he seems much more like happier and at peace Mm -hmm. dead than he was living i agree Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah here's what confused me okay the fact that you know Victor is practicing his vows out in the woods and he puts the ring on a tree root. It's clearly a root, tree root. And then Emily just comes comes out of it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so was she in the land of the dead before he did that? Or was she just there and the ground wasn't alive as a spirit or anything? And once he did that, she was alive again. Like I, And also the fact that somehow some in some way you know emily was there in the land of the living with victor right after he put the ring on uh her finger and then they go to the land of the dead and then they can't come back to the land of the living except for with the elders um like blessing or whatever you know to do that um but you know somehow emily came back to the land of the living and then went down and i just there's so much confusion there for me i have two theories Okay. Okay. One is that's just like her body and not her spirit, and her spirit yeah. is down in the land of the whatever the dead. Okay. Um. So like that's just like her body chilling, but then like when that happens, like it gets something else happens. And yeah, then, like her spirit gets brought back to her body. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then okay. my other theory is. I think in, like, her song, when they talk about, like, what happened to her, like, the Corpse Bride song, I think mm-hmm. they say that she is, like, waiting around for her man or whatever. And okay. so, like, she could have just been, like... To me, it's, like, how I picture, like, the differences between the lands is, like, the living is, like, on Earth and the dead is mm. right below so, like, she yeah. could just be, like, hanging out at, like, the soil top, the crest. Okay. 
<laughs> like she never went down to the land of the dead to begin with. Yeah. But like they know who she is, so I don't know. Yeah, I feel so like I with movies like this, you just can't like really overthink it. Because there's no real explanation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but yeah. And I- on that same note, like they wouldn't really be married if like there was no witness or like paperwork. <laughs> I had that same exact thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and she didn't say her vows either. Like it was That's true. To him. So yeah. like a one-sided marriage, he could have easily broken that off if he was like, nah. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> she never said hers. So Sorry, Helena Bottom Carter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I mean, obviously, that's, like, the trio. Tim Burton, Helena Bonham Carter, and Johnny mm-hmm. Depp. I yep. think that basically any movie that they do together is pretty much going to be a success, which this one was. Um, I mean, if it got nominated for, like, an award. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that's a big deal. It's definitely a big deal. Because <laughs> not every movie does. Like, I know that people want their movies to get nominated for stuff but like this one actually got nominated for something and it only lost because of Wallace and Gromit (laughs) 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 which honestly is just kind of I don't know I feel like that's kind of sad to lose to Wallace and Gromit but maybe it's not I don't know (laughs) I don't know because I think I've seen that Wallace and Gromit movie but it's been so many years that I don't even remember what that movie was specifically about it's about the were-rabbit (laughs) <laughs> oh okay yeah i've seen but that. i i i think i've seen it but like i don't remember any plot points or anything i yeah. know i've seen it <laughs> it's a good one um i thought it was also funny that um this movie is based on a 19th century russian jewish jewish folktale oh hmm. i don't think i knew that so yeah <laughs> hmm um, is it, do you know how, like, different it is? Because The Little Mermaid is not, like, The Little Mermaid, like, what it's based on. You're right. Well, yeah, most mm-hmm. Disney princess stories are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all you have to do is go listen to Dream of the Damned, and you'll hear all about that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, it doesn't say, like, how close it is, but it does say that he was introduced to this story while they were finishing Nightmare Before Christmas. Hmm. And that he began production on this while, like right after Nightmare Before Christmas came out. Well, not, not right after, just kidding. That was in 1993. Ten years after that. Um, so he started production ten years after he found out about it. And it was while he was finishing Big Fish. Okay. And he was still producing it while he was working on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Which I think is funny because these three are in this one, like working on this one together, and they're working on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory together. So, like, party, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just partying all day and all night. I, I always think it's fascinating. I just, I don't know. Personally, I think it's fascinating when actors can work on multiple movies at a time because I feel like if that were me, I would not. Be successful. Yeah. Like if I, I had it's... any acting ability. 
I think it's probably a lot <laughs> different though because he was voicing someone as yeah. opposed to like being on screen for the other role. Probably. So it's yeah. probably a little bit easier to like switch. I think. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Victor. I yes. think he's really boring as a character. He's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a bland, like, guy. Like, yeah. He's, he's not a he's bad guy. Nice. Yeah. I think he's, like, yeah. quiet and shy, yeah. and some people are into that. I'm not into that. i i do want to point out talking about victor i do want to point out that you know like when he's talking with victoria who's a living being like he's it seems like he has trouble talking to her Mm -hmm. but when he's talking with emily like no problems there and i was like hmm Hmm. interesting i i personally felt like him and emily had more chemistry i i do agree that they had more chemistry i will say that both couples i guess if you want to say victor and emily or victor and victoria like victor and Vi- victor and victoria i guess made sense just because they were like already arranged to be married <laughs> and they're both, uh, <laughs> they both living uh but victor and emily i was kind of like eh, maybe but i i do think victor and emily had more uh chemistry because they actually got to talk yeah i just felt like he was more of a person around emily yeah yeah well, i think a lot of that could just be, as an anxious person myself, like, I think a lot of that could just be, like, the stakes are lower. Like, Victoria, yeah. it's mm-hmm. an arranged marriage, and he, like, knows he's gonna get married to her, so yeah. the stakes are really yeah. high. He wants to impress her, whereas, like, yeah. Emily, it already happened. They're already married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Be like, like, I just, I guess I wish he would act the way he acts around Emily just in general yeah yeah he just seems a lot more like comfortable I wouldn't go as far as to say relaxed he seems very high strung Mm -hmm. at all times yeah he's very high strung strung. yeah but I do love Emily I I don't know I uh, am gonna be a little controversial for a second again but uh, okay, go for it. I would have rather seen an Emily and Victoria relationship <laughs> than oh. Victor with either of them. I feel like he doesn't deserve either of them, but they're both <laughs> lovely and dynamic and nice ladies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I could see that. But we would never get that in a kid's movie. Uh, no. <laughs> I would say, I think it'd at least be interesting to see them actually interact. It would yes. be interesting to see. Well, I mean, we did kind of see at the them very interact. End. Yeah, I know, but at at the beginning too, when she takes Victor back to the land of the dead. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, there's it's hardly anything between them. So yeah, like I just I I wish we could have seen more. Yeah, that's exactly Um, that scene when they're back in the land of the living and Victor is like trying to tell Victoria like what's going on. And Emily mm-hmm. has her, like, Regina George scene. And she's like, what is this? <laughs> like, walks in on them kissing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We're about to kiss. They haven't even yeah. kissed yet. <laughs> I was, I just, I loved it so much. And then, okay, well, and when she shows up like that, too. And then, like, when she starts backing away and says, like, hopscotch or whatever to go back. 
Mm-hmm. It just reminded me of like the stereotypical like dead girl in a wedding dress like image that you always have. Mm-hmm. But it was like a an animated one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I thought it was kind of cool that they were like pulling on like that aspect of it as a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Where it's like revenge bride kind of thing, but yeah, yeah not <laughs> and they gave her like a personality that wasn't like just straight up revenge like she was no she was yeah person. I think Emily she is like very dynamic and like nice I think her intentions yeah. are pure I liked it a lot um I found out about the story it's based on it's called the finger Creepy. Um, it's set in Russia. Yeah, it's called The Finger. Um, okay, then. It's, it's about a young bridegroom who slips his wedding ring onto the finger of a corpse while reciting his vows, and then suddenly the cadaver leaps up and exclaims, my husband. And then, duly horrified, the man brings his would-be spouse before a local rabbi who annuls their marriage by declaring that the dead can lay no claim to the living, and with a piercing shriek, the corpse then falls apart into a pile of disjointed bones, never to rise again. There you go. Sad. <laughs> That's <not> okay. <laughs> I'm glad that Emily turns into butterflies and not a pile of bones. <laughs> That's definitely like my favorite part in that movie is her turning into butterflies. Yeah. Just like the whole, I would say the last like act of that movie is really good. Mm-hmm. Like when Lord Barkus is exposed or like revealed as the mm-hmm. original murderer. And then okay, yes. As as soon as I heard, you know, the I guess it was the song about the corpse bride or whatever, and it said like, oh yeah, she was supposed to elope with this guy, and then instead he murdered her. I was like, oh, that's Lord Barkus, yeah. <laughs> like hundred percent, it's him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it kind of had to be, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of had to be. Who else would He's be? Got that evil look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh, there there was one line when uh Victor and Emily were went to the elder to see if they can get back to the land of the living just for a little bit at least. Uh, there was a line that made me literally pause the movie because I was laughing so hard. Uh, and it's the line where the elder says something about uh people are literally dying to get down here. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed so hard at that, but I was just like, that's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that goes along with, like, what we were saying earlier about, like, it's almost, like, desirable to be in the land of the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Life's easier. I mean, people feel that way now, too, like, in our Mm -hmm. time. You don't have to pay bills. You don't have to worry about, like, drama. (laughs) I mean, I think there's still drama down there, but... I mean, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Probably not as much. Yeah. And you could probably, like, run away from it easier. (laughs) Probably. Yeah, because you wouldn't have to worry about money <laughs> unless mm-hmm. there's a currency in the land of the dead <laughs> that we don't know about. <laughs> Who knows? Um, sorry. So the the where, the place that I found out where the story like it's based off of is there's a whole list of like fun facts, and um, Tim Burton was dating. You know, he was like with Helena Bonham Carter at this time. Okay. 
Um, and she's the only one who had to audition for her role. And she's the only one who had to wait two weeks to find out if she had been casted. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and he said, he was like, oh, I think she's an actress, so she's making it much more dramatic. There was probably a slight little bit of torture there, but it's a two-way street. I don't think it was as dramatic as that. <laughs> I really That's think funny. Tim Burton is a villain in real life. He but... totally is. He totally is. Like, why would yes. you do that to her? Yeah. Like, That's like the, the opposite of like special treatment. Immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like of all yep. the people who should find out immediately, it, it would probably be her since you're like involved. Yeah. <laughs> but like, okay. <laughs> Like, I can see him, um, like, trying to make it, like, more fair, but I guess, it's torture. But that wasn't even fair to her. Like, yeah, not to he her. He made everyone wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he made everyone wait if he was going to do that. So, I don't know. Um, Johnny Depp came up with his, uh, his persona for Victor in 15 minutes. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Like, he wasn't even aware that they were going to record uh, any part of Corpse Bride for, like, a while. But he got on set for um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I'm pretty sure. And he was like, maybe we'll record some of Corpse Bride tonight. And he was like, what? I haven't thought about that one in a while, but like, I guess we could do that. <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> I was like, nice. Nice not thinking about it. But yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. Another one. <laughs> I'm just going to go through the list because these are fun facts. Go for um, it. They had 300 puppets for their 30 Oof. characters that they brought to life. So Sounds about right. Puppets. Yeah. That's a lot of puppets. So, yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to go through this whole list. And then you're like, here's one. That's it. <laughs> Oh, Elfman wrote a song for Victor to sing by himself, but it was deleted. Oh. I'm not surprised. That seems kind of like a... Not necessarily a good thing, but it seems right for his character to not have a song by himself. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say the same. Yeah. I feel like... It was called a... Yes, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like he's, like, not even really, like, a main character. Like, he's not really the protagonist in this movie to me. I feel like Emily is the protagonist. I agree. Emily definitely is. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of She's the main weird, character. kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, for real, though. Um, but the title was called Erased. Mm. <laughs> and they said this number was well erased from the score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that it landed on the it landed on the cutting room floor right before Depp began recording his lines. And then they were like, probably much to his relief that he wouldn't have to sing. Um, I've never seen Sweeney Todd, but doesn't he sing in that? Yep. yep. Which is he why also I was like why? Yeah, he also sings in a uh, Into the Woods. Oh yeah, he's the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> the wolf that you're not supposed to like, but he's Johnny Depp. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like telling people they can't like um, Zac Efron in that Ted Bundy thing. <laughs> yeah they definitely romanticized <laughs> oh definitely anyway 
don't know. I liked the Corpse Bride. I thought it was cute. Um, what do you yeah, think I of? Yeah, that was good. What do you think of the maggot? I that maggot was very intelligent. <laughs> I'm gonna be real honest. <laughs> what a good little side character they had there. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like he was like the devil on her shoulder. Yeah, more like or less. Shoulder, shoulder he was like, <laughs> but not a shoulder angel. Just like egging her on. Mm-hmm. Like he was no. He was the well, drama. He's I think. He was the drama. He was the whole reason <laughs> that she like ended up going and finding Victor and Victoria, and everything. Yeah. There were times I liked him, and there were times I was just kind of like, okay, you're kind of annoying. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's how most side characters are, though, right? Annoying. Mm. <laughs> no, just like you have times where you like really like them, and then times where you're like, eh, you could not be here right now, and it would be okay. I think you'd have to give me an example to decide, but I I don't know. I know. I feel like that's just how I felt about a lot of side characters. Um, Ron Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> my example. I can't with Ron. Ron in book six, specifically. Book six, specifically. <laughs> he tries too hard to be a main character in that book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> that's, that's how I feel about Harry a lot of the time too. So. True. Yeah. Yes. Boy, bye. <laughs> he is the chosen one. He mm-hmm. is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, the chosen one is the worst. Then sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, um my thing about yes. Oh, go ahead. Oh, just about the veil. How it was like apparently really, really, really difficult for them to animate. I believe that. Mm, yeah. I thought that was interesting, but they did a I believe that, but it yeah. was, like, worth it. Like, I feel like it yeah. is very pretty. Definitely. I think it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, I guess I was just going to say, I feel like this movie has far fewer characters than Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. but it feels like it has more to me. Like it's hard for me to keep track of everyone. And I, even though I recently watched this movie, I couldn't tell you her parents' names, like the Everglots or the, I can't even think of the other last name. Van Dortz. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't tell you their names. I just know the last names. I don't don't think I could tell you their names either. Yeah. But I do. I really like the idea of like, how deceptive everyone in this movie is because they're setting up these marriages because like one person thinks the other like couple is gonna save them from the poor house and they both have that idea because they're both poor (laughs) yeah which is really funny yeah because i mean it it really is like it just puts a twist i guess on like the this is like a real thing that happened <laughs> that the idea that like you have to marry above where you are mm-hmm. but if people are lying about where they are then <laughs> not much you can do about that if you've already set it up and gone through with it you know <laughs> yeah yeah but I definitely I root for Victor and Victoria I really like Emily 
but I'm so glad that it ends the way it does. Like she realizes that she's like wrong for trying to come in between them. And I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, that shows just a lot of like growth, like a lot Mm -hmm. of personal growth on her. Yeah. Which you don't always see in movies like this, but Mm -hmm. I liked that. I, I will say when we get to the end um, and, you know, Victor is like, okay, like, yeah, I'll, I will fully marry Emily. Like, it'll be fine. And I was yeah. like, okay, so now he wants to be with Emily. And then Emily is kind of like, no, this is wrong. Like, you know what? You marry Victoria. And he's kind of like, okay. And I'm like, <laughs> what? He's just a multiple <sighs> character who will go with, like, whatever he's told to do. Basically. Yeah. I mean, yes. like, I, I, don't, I don't think he... I don't know that he necessarily, like, wanted to marry Emily, but he was kind of like, well, this is my situation. Let's go for it. And then it's like, well, I don't know if he really wants to marry Victoria. Like, I think he likes her, but I, it could just be that they were already arranged to be married. So he was like, well, this is my duty. Yeah. I feel like he lets the plot happen to him. And he yes. doesn't actually, like, drive the plot himself. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> just a bad sign because that that character is bad (laughs) yeah i just think he like i just think victoria and emily are more dynamic and like they are driving the movie Mm -hmm. and he is so boring to me (laughs) well yeah i mean like you said he lets the plot happen to him but emily and victoria don't let the plot happen to them they drive the plot yeah Mm -hmm. I, I stand by Emily as the main character of this yeah. movie. Yeah, she definitely is. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, just, I just was, like, rethinking, like, all of that, and I was like, yeah, no, that's right. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just, he's just a poorly written character. Like, if they had, I, I feel like if they had put more effort into him, and this mm-hmm. isn't anything about, like, Johnny Depp or anything. Like, he did what he could with what he was given. But mm-hmm. if they had put more effort into writing Victor better, yeah. where he also was driving the plot versus, like, the plot just happening to him. Mm-hmm. I I will say, I think the one time that maybe he does drive the plot a little bit is when he does get Emily to go with him like to the elder to get them to the land of the living and then yeah and then everything the after that <laughs> one time he's a slightly dynamic character because yep. he has these bad feelings <laughs> and tricks yeah. her into doing this thing mm-hmm. but that's it that's the only that's it. it that like makes him even slightly dynamic yeah the rest of it he's just like flat as a pancake <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> I like I really am curious like what that song erased was. Yeah, same. I want to know like what the lyrics were for it just to see if it would have made him a better character. <laughs> I also want to know like where in the movie that would have gone and what it just would have been about. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Cuz I I almost feel like it would have been um a song for the beginning when he's by himself in the woods, you know, practicing his vows. But at the same time, the title Erased doesn't seem like it would fit in that specific point in time. Yeah. Maybe it was a whole scene that they cut out. Like, 
I mean, we don't know. Maybe. <laughs> we can't know. I know. Because it wasn't in there. <laughs> yeah, they don't incur- include it here. So apparently it was only included on the um, limited edition, like, 25th anniversary, like, box set of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which... The whole set is like five hundred dollars. So, oh, of course it is. <laughs> Good luck, guys. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think only a thousand copies. I think the soundtrack is really good. It's Danny Elfman, of course. But yeah. I definitely had a friend in like middle school who would play the like Victor's like lullaby song that he plays on the yeah, piano. Yeah. yeah, she would oh, play mm-hmm. that anytime there's a piano. She's like. Let me, uh, let me get ready. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but it's really pretty, so. It is. It really is. I like all of the songs. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess just overall, I just really enjoyed this movie because of, like, I mean, being an English major, I, like, really appreciated all of the, like, little details about, like, like even, like, the colors and, like, you know, just, just everything. I just mm-hmm. really liked it. It's just for, like, Victor, there wasn't enough effort put into his character. Yeah. Like, done better. But in a way, like, it let Emily shine, and I love Emily. That's true. So. That's true. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe it was a conscious decision mm-hmm. to put a flat character in mm-hmm. as the good guy. <laughs> uh-huh. It's possible. Maybe. They were like, no. <laughs> He's not well, because I think it would be easy to, like not like him depending on like who he chooses or like any action like related to his relationships with either of the women so it could have been like intentional that he's just pretty meh (laughs) yeah yeah probably and it might have also been to show like how it doesn't matter what your station is Mm -hmm. as well yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I could probably analyze this movie like till it's dead and I don't think I should. So. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I do think I like this movie better than Nightmare Before Christmas. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think don't. I, I don't <laughs> You don't. <laughs> I probably watch this about once a year, like around like Halloween time. But yeah, I think that like the scenes that I really like, I really like the scenes that mm-hmm. I don't love. I mm-hmm. think are forgettable, <laughs> kind of like they're just it's not super memorable to me. Yeah, and I think I they're that. I think that Tim Burton has, like, such a specific style, but, like, also a specific, like, storytelling style. Yeah. To where this movie, like, comes after a lot of other Tim Burton movies. Like, it's a more recent one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't feel, like, quite as, like, fresh to me, if that makes sense. Like, it's just, like, done, like, borrowed parts, basically. Yeah. Like, we... I watched it with uh, my husband and Jacob 
the scene where they're like going up to the elder he was like this just like is a version of jack and sally like going to dr finkelstein (laughs) 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 which i can kind of see but jack is more dynamic oh yeah that's true I would say the the going up to the elder scene. I was like, oh, I've seen this in about a million movies. Yeah, like I can't yeah. name any specific ones, but like I've seen it before. It's yeah. like a trope no, it for sure. It is. Yeah, it is. yeah. I don't like, like. I won't say I don't. Sorry, I can't hear you, Karen. I'm just talking over you. <laughs> just said, just like the dead bride trope. That's all. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I like this movie, and there are a lot of things like when she turns into butterflies. Like I probably tear up every time. And I think it's oh. so beautiful and, like, just a perfect, like, ending. Um, but there are other scenes where I'm just like, meh. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like, um, I like she uh, finds his dog, Scraps. I think that is really yes. sweet. I was like, oh, Yeah. And she was like, I thought you would be, like, happy about this. <laughs> yeah. It's really sweet. And, like... Again, uh, he's just, like, flat because I feel like she's doing something nice for him and, like, going out of her way to, like, have this relationship and he's just letting mm-hmm. it happen to him. Yeah. That yeah. that brings up an interesting question about the dog is the fact that, like, how did she know he used to have a dog? How did she find the dead dog? Like, yeah. That's maybe there's a book of the dead. Maybe. Maybe there is. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that movie, but... I have neither. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's another thing like where you just have to like suspend your disbelief and not like think too hard because yeah. it's a kids movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty it's much. That's true. true. Yeah, <laughs> I just I think it's funny that Tim Burton makes movies geared towards kids, but all of his movies are so dark mm-hmm. that like a. I mean, a decent amount of parents are probably like, no, that is not a kid's movie. <laughs> you know what? I do wonder if part of it is because adults don't watch as many, like, animated or animated, like, films or anything. Like, we typically watch live action movies. And yeah. so I wonder if that's why he has made more, like, geared towards children movies. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I bet it works. I just think it's fascinating. It like, does work. I liked those it movies does. as a kid. So. Yeah, same. I mean, the ones that I saw, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know why my mom let me watch that one. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's fine. Probably because Johnny Depp was like very clearly in it and so she couldn't stop me from like begging and begging and begging Mm -hmm. because he's been my favorite since I was small she just wanted you to shut up probably honestly because I at that point I was probably in my Pirates of the Caribbean phase Mm -hmm. I I never left it I'm gonna be real honest but um (laughs) But those movies made me really like Johnny Depp. And then when I saw him in, like, anything else, I was like, oh, my gosh. Because he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. He's still my favorite. <laughs> or have you been on a quest him. to watch all of his movies? I have watched a good amount of them. 
<laughs> um, I know that a lot of people haven't seen The Tourist, which is really good, and you should definitely watch it. Uh, but I have yet to see Sleepy Hollow, which is really sad because I have a story about Sleepy Hollow. Let's hear it. My mom knew that I loved Giant Up, right? And mm-hmm. um, she was very well aware of this. And at Walmart, they have those big, like, bins of the yes. $5 movies, right? Yep. Sleepy Hollow was in there, and she saw that Don- Johnny Depp was on the cover and was like, oh my gosh, Karen would really like this, because, you know... Because Johnny Depp. From, yeah, yeah, all of that. And not <laughs> to mention, it's, like, actually based on, like, a story. Um, but then she looked at the rating and was like, nope. And decided not <laughs> to buy me the movie. And she told me about it! Oh. <laughs> And I was like, I was just a sad little, I was probably in middle school. I was like, really? (laughs) You didn't buy me that movie. (laughs) But I still haven't seen it and I need to. But I'm obsessed with Sweeney Todd. So Sweeney Todd is good. Love that musical so much. But yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. And he's not abusive, so. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna keep putting that out there. I hate people who think he is because literally Amber Heard's the abuser, but like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Say, anyways, Corpse Bride is a good movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. I think, like, objectively, it's good. Yeah. It is. It definitely is. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't really have, like, all else. Yeah, I think I've said everything that has come to mind about this movie. I think it's um, cool to I have finally know thing. like where it came from. Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> this is really stupid, but okay. Um, I think this movie walked so Twilight could run because of the blue filter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I see it. <laughs> I just love that, like, blue filter. I love that about the first Twilight yeah. movie. Yes. Yeah. And it works really well in that movie, and it works really well in this movie. Like, the contrast between, like, mm-hmm. the gray, drab, bluish world of the living and then the colorful world of the dead. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You know what? Uh, we're You guys were talking about the, like, revenge bride trope earlier, and all Rosalie. I could think of was Rosalie. <laughs> So. <laughs> yes i love rosalie i love same. that she does that uh-huh, like same i i think that when i read those books i hated her because i thought mm-hmm. she was like really annoying and like oh, whiny, she was a like, huge now, jerk like, to bella oh yeah too, but now as an adult i'm sitting here like well understood <laughs> rosalie's yeah. part makes more sense i, I understand her better <laughs> yeah i want an so. origin like movie like her pre-vampire yes. so bad. I would yeah. love that. And her That'd meeting awesome. Emmett and he's like getting got mauled by a bear and she's just like, that's my soulmate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there he is. Yeah. <laughs> I I would love like an early book series about all of the characters, like when they first meet and when they first become vampires and all that stuff. Oh yeah. That'd yeah. be interesting. I would eat it that would up. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> sure all right so uh what's her name nikki nikki reed that's yeah, Rosalie. Yeah. uh nikki yeah. reed as emily in the live action yes mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes 
Yes. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I had to think about it. I was like, do I want that or not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm on board with that. Because <laughs> she, she's already proven that she can... She can handle wearing a a ball gown, like a, a, a wedding gown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's already proven it. Proven she's that got she the that. revenge bread down. She does. Yes, she does. <laughs> she just has to be able to sing. Can she sing? I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know either. Don't ask me. Someone else can sing for her. <laughs> like that's Zac what Efron I was gonna say. Yeah, in High School Musical, yeah. in the first one. <laughs> Yeah, but then he was like, no, nah, I'm going to sing for the rest of them. And he wasn't yeah. that. So I'm not really sure why he was like, I can't sing. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd heard that in the first High School Musical movie, they had casted someone else uh, to play Troy Bolton. And they had actually recorded the songs. And then oh. that guy pulled out of the film. And so they were like, um, well, what do we do now? And so they casted Zac Efron. And I thought I had heard that they had like tried to mix... Zach's voice with whoever that first guy was or something. I don't know. But Drew Seeley. Yeah, it's, I, I, like, I think that's who it was. Yeah. I feel like he was in like other Disney stuff at the time, but getting Zach yeah. Efron, I think like made that movie as successful mm-hmm. as it was. Yes. I agree. Good old. I feel like uh, I should have just re recorded his voice. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lazy. <laughs> but like. They probably didn't have the budget. Yeah, literally. That's probably what it was. Sounds like Disney. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyway. Anyways. I think I'm good. I don't have anything else I need to say. I'm not dying to say stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got out everything. I could talk more about that dog theory if anyone cares. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe people do care, Shannon. Maybe you should. I mean, Go just like Frankenweenie. I can't even think of that dog's name. Bones or something, maybe. I don't know. Um, I that dog. Uh, I'm pretty sure the kid in that movie is also named Victor, though. So, like, immediately, like, there's that similarity. I'm going to Google it. Mm-hmm. I'm on my computer. Do it. Google it. Yeah, you're Karen good. can just cut this part out, and people can think I'm really smart and can remember <laughs> everything. We got you. We got you. <laughs> okay. Frankenweenie's rat dog's name is Sparky, and the kid's name is okay. Victor. Can confirm. Oh, okay. yeah, Thank you, Disney sense. Wiki. Um, so that kid's name is Victor. That dog's name is Sparky. Um, obviously, that dog dies. Um, and mm-hmm. then Corpse Bride would be grown-up Victor, and yeah. Scraps would be Sparky. Um, mm-hmm. Bone Dog. And then you fast forward to Nightmare Before Christmas, and Victor is Jack Skellington, and his dog is Zero the Ghost. Yeah, I've definitely heard of this theory. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, but that's interesting. It makes sense. Yeah, it like, does. Mm-hmm, yeah. Dead dog, bones dog, ghost dog. Yeah. yeah. And both the like first two characters are named Victor, mm-hmm. I feel like. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. Like maybe it works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can't name Jack Victor, but yeah. <laughs> That's true. Because he has to be Jack. He has I feel to like, be Jack. Right. I mean that could be Sparky and Scraps. Those are like very similar names in like yeah. Sound yeah, they are. and 
like the letters in them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just saying, we'll never know. Because Tim yeah, Burton's yeah. a villain. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> he is. He's like not a like, nice I person. haven't. No, I haven't heard of him treating people nicely. And then, like, reading yeah. that little thing about Helena Bottom Carter earlier made me mad. Because mm-hmm. yeah. she didn't deserve that. And yeah. I feel like he doesn't really do, like, any interviews anymore. Like, he's, like, above he that. Doesn't. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, it s- seems that way to me. I don't know for sure. I don't, like, look up interviews with him. But I feel like I, yeah. like, watch stuff about, like, recent projects. And he's, like too good to show up for like press yeah Yeah. so oh he's making something oh that's an interesting i just went i just randomly clicked on timburton.com and it it came up with a picture (laughs) (laughs) that's it like literally you can't click on anything here i'll show you guys just click on that (laughs) just click on that okay like he's making something (laughs) oh okay interesting yeah you literally can't do anything else that looks very like beetlejuice-esque yeah maybe it's an animated one maybe he's making the musical into an animated movie (laughs) maybe i freaking love i would be so happy about that yeah the musical is so good too i haven't watched it i've listened to the soundtrack but i haven't watched the musical i just like the soundtrack i haven't seen it okay musical yeah it's good though i can't tell you how it is but i like this the music I like listening to soundtracks, even if I can't see them. Like Cinderella. Oh, mm-hmm. The new one. From yeah. Lloyd Webber. Um, but anyway. <laughs> and... <laughs> I mean, we can finish this. Yeah, we, we can, we can yeah. close this out. Okay. And? Other? Words. Happy holidays. Yay. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at BMMOMI. Be sure to check out our website at bmmomi.wixsite.com slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash bmmomi. You can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omi at gmail.com. Our socials, website, Patreon, and email address can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family, and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye! Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy, and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com spiritpark.